Blondes with glasses, they can't sing. Blondes with glasses, let's do this podcast thing. Hey, Shannon. Hi, Becca. Uh, so, uh, what's uh, what's up? <laughs> I wish I had a snappier way of starting these things. I wish it was uh, like, and welcome. Here we are with Shannon O'Brien. How's it going, Shannon? <laughs> It's my radio well, voice. Do you like it? <laughs> Thank you, Purd Happily. <laughs> now uh, we will do an introduction, which is as uh, follows. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I think we should start off a, with a joke every time, just to get people in the mood of okay. for laughing. You know? Oh, like, I could do my. Uh, I could do my. I started a new business joke. I yeah, I one texted every time. you that idea. <laughs> Wait, you did? I texted you that idea literally weeks ago, where you you said the same thing. You were like, "I wish we had a way to like." end the episode or start the episode and I was like why don't you just do those I started a thing jokes and then I sent you one and you never responded so I never got to I have no I have honestly I don't I'm not sure that that went through because I feel like I would have remembered that okay well I started a new business oh uh what's what's the business uh I'm uh digging rocks oh how's that going it's Rocky. <laughs> oh, no, no. You can't say rock out. You can't say rocks. In the, in the name of it, you have to be like, I'm digging up large stones. Oh, God. Okay, well, at the end of the episode, we can finish with another one that you can do, and it'll be a million times funnier. <laughs> okay, great. Now that we've got that sorted, uh, that's our beautiful introduction uh, yep. out of the way. <laughs> no yeah. one needs to know like who we are or anything like that. No, We're no, just two gals. Yeah. So this episode, we last week we watched Bend It Like Beckham again mm-hmm. um, in our in our vein of early two thousands girl power movies. Yes, um, and we loved it. Except we loved most of it. Yes, because it mostly got it right, and then it changed. It just it was clearly edited to be something different than it was intended to be. Mm-hmm. It was half of a great movie. And half yeah. of... And by... Uh, yeah. And by great movie, you mean lesbian movie. <laughs> yes. Obviously. That's the because same thing. Let's not beat around the bush here. The problem with mm-hmm. the movie is Joe. Mm-hmm. And although he has a great Irish accent, which I can appreciate because mm-hmm. I'm surrounded by them all the time, mm-hmm. he is a nuisance to this clear love story between... Jess and Jules. Yes. Okay, and so quick or the quick synopsis for the for people who only saw it 13 years ago or whenever it came right. out. <laughs> um, so it's follows the story of Jess who uh, is Indian and love is really good at soccer and she really wants to play and it's all, this is all in London. She meets Kira Knightley who recruits her for her soccer team. They have tons of sexual Jules. tension. Yeah, her name is Jules. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, the soccer coach is a pseudo sexy man named Joe, um, mm-hmm. who they both they both like they both yeah. like. Um, which, even though mo- the movie is continually telling you throughout the movie, like the love stories between these two girls, they're like constantly touching, and the the poster of the movie is the two of them. Joe is nowhere in sight. Like. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole running bit with the with Jules's mom in the background, believing that her daughter is a lesbian and in love with Jess. And right. 
upset when Jess supposedly breaks her heart. And it's just... And so you have all of the components for this lesbian movie and half... And, like, for the mother in the storyline, that movie is happening. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. for everyone else, it's this weird sort of love triangle with her and Joe and Jess. And it's just... It's it's almost it almost makes sense, but not mm-hmm. quite. So when yeah, we I we originally make, yeah no I, I want to make it clear to our listeners that it's not like we're reading this lesbian context <laughs> into it like we did with Cadet Kelly right. This movie is was written to be feature two lesbians yes. falling in love, and at the last moment the director changed it because she was worried that conservative Indian audiences would yes. not go see this movie. Exactly. And there are a lot of really famous Indian stars in it. Like her, Jess's dad is like the king of Bollywood and Archie Punjabi is in it as her Mm -hmm. sister. And it's just like, it was a really big movie at the time. Yeah. And so you can see why she folded to the pressure maybe of making it more conservative. (laughs) Yeah. But what ended up happening was she overhauled just, she just tweaked a few bits to make it not that, but keeping the rest of it. So it's sort of, it was like two movies at once. Mm -hmm. Um, It actually reminds me, did you ever hear the thing about how Hot Fuzz was originally written that Nick Frost, yeah, Nick Frost's character was a female? Oh. Did you ever hear that? No, I've never heard that. Okay, so if you watch the movie as many times as I have, you will know that fact. And you'll also realize that it makes a lot of sense because so much of his dialogue is really like that stereotypical feminized worrying about the main protagonist. It's like, you just don't know how to turn off. Like he literally says that. (laughs) Like You just don't know how to switch off that big head of yours. And what happened was they switched him to a man and they did not change a word of the dialogue. So when you... When you watch the movie, you're like, wow, he's really into Simon Pegg. (laughs) It's because he was originally written as a love interest. And that's the same problem that this movie has, which is Jess and Jules have so much tension and Mm -hmm. are so clearly set up to be... like Their meet-cute is a meet-cute where they are are presented to the audience as the two love interests. And then... They additionally add this other guy who yeah, <laughs> just, and, like, crashes the party. You can sort of see where it was tacked on, and you can see where it was edited and stuff. It's just... So, originally, mm-hmm. when we were thinking of this episode, we were thinking, we'll watch Bennett Like Beckham, and then we'll come up with a sequel that will make it make sense, sort of like we did with Cadet Kelly. Um, mm-hmm. But then we watched the movie, and we're like, well, you could just fix the first one, and you would have a lesbian movie that made sense Mm -hmm. and everything. So I think in our heads, that's also, that that happens, that we fixed the first movie so it makes sense, but then we also did come up with a sequel. So. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I think you wouldn't have to do much to to fix the first one, really. You just have to delete Joe as a love interest. Right. (laughs) He can still be there. He can still be a mentor and everything. But Mm -hmm. it just, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so, and yeah. So let's start on the with the ending of the first one. Mm-hmm. They they both uh, are going to America. They've been given full scholarships to go to Santa Clara, a university right. in California, to play soccer. Mm-hmm. 
And even though Jess's family is really strict, they let her go. And mm-hmm. so they go off together into, in the, into the sunset. The last yeah. frame of the movie is a freeze frame of them yeah. looking back at the gate at their families and also Joe for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they go, oh, that actually isn't the last frame of the movie though, right? Because didn't we watch it? And we were like, oh, that's perfect. And then yeah, there was another scene after. <laughs> then they like send their family some photos of them on the team and they get like a sweater and, and Joe is playing cricket with her dad, with Jess's oh, dad. Oh, yeah. That's It's great. so dumb. That was the last scene of the movie. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. God. So we'll okay, pretend so obviously in, in our version it ends with, <laughs> in our version it ends with them getting on the plane. Finally. Yeah. Time. Or, I mean, okay. I, I would be okay with the, uh, the other, like, two scenes where it's like the, like, her sister is putting a photo of her soccer team on her mantle and the sister is pregnant and she seems oh, very yeah, that's happy. True. And I like that. I like that, you know, because they were sort of at each other's throats for half the movie, I like mm-hmm. the idea that her sister is like, oh, I'm so proud of my little my little sister. So I, I could keep that in. But the cricket with the boy, ugh, with Joe, like Joe, Joe. stupid face. Well, just, okay, anyway. we're deleting Joe anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Deleting Joe. Uh, yeah. yeah, like the, so, in the art of sequel, Joe is never mentioned ever right. by anyone. Right. <laughs> He's Mark Brandanowitz. Exactly. Exactly. In this movie. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, okay. So they went to Santa Clara. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I was thinking that the main drama is surrounded around the Olympics. Uh, it could right. be the London so, 2012 Olympics. Oh, that actually, that's a good idea. Like 10 years after they go to school, so <laughs> maybe not. Uh, well, okay, so we're going to speed through. The beginning of the movie is going to be a little bit of just detail work about what has most of their college career. So we'll just make up wherever the Olympics are. It doesn't need to be yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but I do so, like the idea of the Olympics being in London so that her family can come watch That's her. true families can come watch them play yeah okay so it's but it london doesn't have olympics. to be yeah we'll just say it's the london olympics in general it doesn't have to be 2012 because anyway yeah. or the, although the first one wasn't so set in a time period that it couldn't be closer to the 2012 olympics i don't yeah. think except for the fashion really <laughs> yeah except for like a half decent fashion where it's like ooh, cool leather jacket or ooh, what is that <laughs> where i was like is that a bandana shirt that yeah, was so popular was. in movies. That <laughs> was it was a bandana shirt. It was crazy. Oh god, mm-hmm. so many midriffs. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> getting off. So, topic. getting off topic about the fashion here. Um, so they go to college, they date, everything's fine, and then mm-hmm. after graduation, uh, Jess gets hired by the uh, the London Olympic team. Correct? Yeah, like the the UK the, national the UK team GB as they are called. Team. Yeah, team team Great team Britain. G- yes. Sorry. So she's she yeah. <laughs> she gets picked to uh, become an alternate for the team with the possibility of going to the Olympics in two years or mm-hmm. whatever. So she's graduating, knowing she has a job. Jules, mm-hmm. on the other hand, graduates, and she gets offered a job at Santa Clara as the assistant soccer coach for the female right. team. And she is head over heels. Yes, that's exactly what she wants to do. She loves the school. She loves the, you know, California-ness um, of it. She and loves America. Yeah. I mean, how could you not? Yeah, right? <laughs> and, 
<laughs> so they have this conversation where they decide we're going to be so far apart. We're going to be half a world apart. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to break up. Yeah. And it's, it's like tragic. neither one of yeah, neither one of them wants to hold the other one back, you know. It's like you can't yeah. be like don't go to the Olympics, you know. Yeah. And if there's no if she can't play soccer, if Jules can't play soccer in the UK, she's not going to be like come come with me and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they both don't want to hold each other back, so they they basically break up and they're pretty mopey about it. Um, mm-hmm. but they're each doing very well in mm-hmm. uh in their respective uh, teams or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, but they lose touch. They lose touch. They don't really, they haven't been in contact. It's just the distance is, is, it's very long. It's very long distance. Um, so the Olympics start to roll around this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so. And, uh, Jess is, is on the team for serious. She's, she's made a name for herself. She's definitely on the, on team GB. (laughs) um and so they're um and uh jules somehow is recruited by the american team yes well i think how we were going to reveal it was jess is in the locker room with her uh her fellow players and the coach walks in she's like hey guys uh, i just heard that this is the order of the teams we'll be playing and i just want to give you all the you know the scouting information so we know who's the big players on all the other teams and just looks down the list and she sees Kira Knightley Jules mm-hmm. next to team USA. Yeah. In playing in the same position that she is playing. Mm-hmm. And she thinks what happened? Oh my God. Right. And so we find out as the audience as well, that Jules has been doing really well at Santa Clara. And over time she sort of makes a name for herself and mm-hmm. you know, she play she plays, Maybe for some team. I don't even know if there are there are there soccer teams in California. I assume there's one. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I know that there's Seattle and Portland and Boston and maybe Chicago. I don't know. Most of the teams are like folding now. Oh God. Maybe there's she no misses port. all the rain in the UK, so she moves to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, she's a <laughs> Seattle Sounder, which is where a ton of like the women's national team is from. They're on Perfect. the team. Um, so she gets Perfect. to hang out. And, like, we get cameos from all of our favorite women's national soccer players, like Abby Wambach and Megan Rapino and and uh, Alex Morgan. And I'm sorry. I'm so obsessed with the women's Just team. name drop all those names. <laughs> so, like, obviously they're all there. And they're like, here, Knightley, way to be. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So glad we can have you on our team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it, yeah. uh, it's it's the time of the Olympics where we've been watching Jess and their their team is doing well. They just beat Canada mm-hmm. and it was a real nail biter. And so they find out for the gold, it's UK versus US. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I do want to say the only time they see each other at the Olympics, even though they're staying in the Olympic Village and everything, and both practicing mm-hmm. on the field, the only time they see each other is at the opening ceremony during mm-hmm. the Walk of Nations. After it's all over, they are all going back towards the village or whatever, and Jess, you know, catches eyes with maybe with Jules, and they have this moment where mm-hmm. they're like, "Do do I go over and say anything?" And the moment ends, it passes, and they all get swept away in their respective teams, and mm-hmm. yeah, they, but, don't, yeah, they don't get to say anything. And it's basically a moment like, "Oh shit, I still, I still really feel something for this person." Yeah, basically. for sure. 
So yeah. it's uh, it's a big game day. and It's uh, the gold medal match. Gold medal match. And both teams are doing very well. It's like a dead heat, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and their families are in the stands. Their families are in the stands cheering them on. And magically, I guess they find each other, the families. And they sit near each other. Yeah. And they're like, how crazy is this or whatever? And they're like, you know, I always really liked your daughter. And <laughs> like, they say some nice things. And, yeah. Um, but maybe do some trash talking about America or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> did we want to keep this in where at halftime they like run into each other at the tunnel? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think it might be important to have like a moment where they actually speak. Yeah. Right. So. We were going to say, okay, so on the field a couple times, they ex- they have those oh, moments right, right. in soccer where they, like, run into each other and they fall over. And it's, like, a lot of tension because <laughs> they're, they're ex-girlfriends and they're both playing the same position. They're playing for opposing teams in this huge match. But at the same time, like, they fall on top of each other and I still are, like, breathing heavily because of all the exertion of playing soccer in an Olympic right. game. But at the same time, they're breathing heavily because they're... Face to face, nose to right. nose, staring each other on the grass, in the eyes. right, and realizing like I still love this woman, and yeah. it's just a lot to take in for both of them. So as they're going for halftime, they they both run into each other in the little alleyway leading to the changing rooms and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know what do they say to each other. I don't know. I what did I say? Like, ten minutes ago, when I was talking to you about this. I feel like yeah. I had an idea. It's like, maybe they confronted each other. Like, why didn't you tell me, like, you joined the American team? Or oh, whatever. yeah. Like, why did I have to find out this way? And she's like, you know, like, you're the one who lost contact with me. And yeah. I feel like this is where they end up making up, right? I kind of like that. Of, yeah. I think they settle their score or whatever in in this conversation for sure. Like yeah. they don't want to. They the rest of the match is going to be a friendly like yes okay, two friends right. competing against each other. It's not a bitter rivalry for the yeah. second half. And they're like, all I ever wanted was the best for you. And they're like, me too. And yeah. Like okay. Yeah. Well, good luck. And they like shake hands. And shake hands. Away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the game is still dead heat. It's like two two or something, and it's tied. Yeah. It goes to overtime, and it's still tied, and it goes to. Penalty kicks. Shoot. Shoot off. <laughs> Shoot off. Yeah. I don't Shoot know. Out. As much as I enjoy soccer, I it's a very seasonal thing. And when I'm watching <laughs> it, I seem to understand the rules. But as soon as I'm not watching it, I forget all the rules. Uh, anyway. don't, I don't blame you for that at all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's just getting down to why it's just so close. It's just shot for shot. It's neck and neck. And it comes down to one shot. And I think it's, mm-hmm. let's say it's Jess. And she wins it for the UK. Well, we did say, we we decidedly picked it was Jess that she wins it for the right. UK. Because she is our main character. She is yes. the one that bends it like Beckham. She's our main character. So, it's a British-produced movie filmed in the UK right. and all that stuff. So At the UK Olympics. So yeah. we definitely want this is, this the is London a UK Olympics, yeah. film. So, yeah. Propaganda. Um, let's <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so America gets the silver and the UK gets silver. the gold. Yeah. Very good. And uh, so we see the, the podium stands or whatever, and maybe they shoot mm-hmm. a meaningful look at each other while they're mm-hmm. standing there. God save the queen, all that. Uh, right. <laughs> and, yeah, and maybe... But, and, and, of but, course, Jules is feeling some sort of pride for her country because, you know, she's right. playing for America, but she's from, she's from England. Yeah. So... 
So, yeah. yeah, so they might, like, congratulate each other again on the podium mm-hmm. or whatever, but nothing else happens, and, you know, Jess goes back to that same piece of grass that she used to play on yeah. in the park with her friend, Tony. Gay Tony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and she's, and like, so, a little mopey, even though she just won a gold medal at the Olympics, her first Olympics, and yeah. it was sh- it was her shot that made it and everything, so she should be on top of the world. But she's a little mopey because yeah. she realized sh- how much she truly loves Jules and yeah. bummed she misses together. her. She misses her a lot. Yeah. Um, so the whole time, by the way, this whole movie, her parents have have not really relented at all. They still want her to find a good Indian boy to marry mm-hmm. and settle down with and stop playing soccer because you can't do it forever. And they're realists. Mm-hmm. And so they maybe throughout the movie, they've been, you know, making her go on these dumb little dates with men. And she's Ooh, just like, yeah. Ugh. She's keep going on, like, some dumb blind dates that... Yeah. And the guys are like, I like soccer. Yeah. (laughs) She's just like, ugh, God. So, so anyway, so she's at the park with Tony, Mm -hmm. and she's like, what do I do now? You know, like, I won gold, but I just still, I feel like there's more out there. Yeah. Yeah, something's missing. And he says, well, maybe you should take your parents' advice and just settle down. And she says oh, are you offering? Which is pretty funny because he's gay and he says, no, but maybe she is. And he points over her shoulder and you see walking across the field, Jules. What is she wearing, Becca? Oh, she's wearing, (laughs) she's wearing Jess's Olympic jersey, like with her, with Jess's last name on it. And number seven or whatever Jess chose for which is Beckham's Seven for number. Beckham, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, she's, like, showing her UK support or whatever. Yeah, so she comes yeah. walking, walking up. And they run towards each other. I, I, I assume they were running. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they just embrace, I think, and make out a lot. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and then, I mean, I really think there should be an Imagine Me and You reference in the movie <laughs> because... I mean, as any self-respecting lesbians, they would both love the movie Imagine Me and You, and I picture that they watched it together in college a lot, so... Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, and there's a line in that movie, yeah, it's, you're a wanker number nine, and... Because they're seeing a soccer game together. In the first Bennett, like Beckham, uh, Keira Knightley always wears number nine, because that's Mia Hamm's number, which is so gay. Um, So yeah, they they could say that at some point, and there could be a, a sentence there of being like, "Well, what about America or whatever?" And she could be like, "I, I can't like, yeah, maybe maybe her moment on the podium is listening to God Save the Queen and thinking like, what am I doing in America? I need to be back in my in, yeah. I need to be back in England." And she so she unzips like, her her uh, USA track jacket and takes it off and throws it in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, America maybe not the garbage. garbage. <laughs> America's still pretty cool and everything, and she really liked it genuinely. But all right, that's what I did when I decided to move away. Yeah, from yeah, America. you just like, took every uh, American thing you had and threw it in the garbage. My American band, like bandana shirt that I was wearing, mm-hmm. I took that off, threw it in the garbage. Your buffalo chicken wrap from Wawa. You were uh, like, no, <laughs> Wawa, no. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, so there's probably some line about like I need, I need to be in my home country like 
do you think uh, you could get me a tryout for your team? She's like, I could probably swing that. Like, because she played so well in the Olympics. Like, it was clear that the team was like, man, I wish she was on our team. They're like, well, she is English. Like, oh, we got to snatch her up. I think I really love it ending on, I could swing that. And then them just, like, kissing some more. Yeah, or, and then maybe, maybe, like, yeah, and it sort of fades to black, and then you just, like, sort of see them training together, being girlfriends, training together. Yeah, like, the ending of uh, She's the Man, when they're playing together on the team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just like that. Mm -hmm. With, I think, with an All-American Rejects song playing in the background. (laughs) Perfect, perfect. It'll be the perfect ending to that, you know, blockbuster, for sure. Oh, my God, I would watch that movie so hard. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Me too. What? Uh, what? When does it come out, Becca? Uh, this year as well. It's crazy. <laughs> First, it's Princess Diaries three. Then it's Cadet Kelly two. Then Bennett Like Beckham two. Basically, this is the year of the early two thousands Lady Power rom com. I can't. I mean, that's going to be a busy month because I think they're all coming out in the same month. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. geez. I wish these studios <laughs> sort of spread them out a little bit, but at the same time, I feel like there might be even more. Like, yeah. that we don't know about yet. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> you never know what sequel will surprise you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, do you have any uh, Bend It Like Beckham related suggestions for me? I do. <laughs> I do. You, you teased have... me with one a while ago. Like, oh, I can't tell you because it's soccer related. <laughs> now, I have seen this movie once. I, I'm, I now want to see it again because it's been so long. Um, I do remember enjoying it. I can't guarantee that it's, like, amazing and perfect, but I do remember very much enjoying it. It's a... Sorry. It's a UK-British uh, movie um, starring an Indian lady, and it's a lesbian movie. So that's the connection to Bennett Like Beckham. It's called Nina's okay. Heavenly Delights, and um, I, I want to say it's in Scotland. I know that, like, her love interest is Scottish but I can't mm. remember if it actually takes place in Scotland, but there's, like, lots of cooking of delicious Indian food and falling in love while cooking Indian food. Um, uh. And then her family, I feel like they don't approve at first, but then they, I feel like they ultimately come around. So it's, like, it's a very positive, sweet, happy little British lesbian love story. So mm-hmm. Nina's What's Heavenly Delights. Nina's Heavenly Delights. Okay. Yeah. That I'm probably going to rewatch awesome. it now because I sort of forgot that it existed. Yeah. Is it going to make me hungry? I feel like it's going to make me hungry. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like they actually don't spend a lot of time cooking. I mean, okay, it's sort Maybe of about I'll... cooking, but I feel like it's not. It, I don't remember it being as mouthwatering as the lunchbox. Okay. Which, that movie drove me insane because yeah. I wanted to eat that food so badly. I feel like this one, I, 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 it, wasn't, it wasn't so uh, upsetting. <laughs> Okay. What? <laughs> <I'm upsetting. laughs> uh, okay, that's and good. I will put it on for me. Yes, I do. Um, did you ever watch the TV show Dead Like Me? No, I think I maybe watched one episode. Okay, it's on Netflix here. So I saw it the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, I want to go back right now and watch it all again," <laughs> because I have so many fond memories of that. Like that was how my college roommate Perry and I bonded. Because we weren't originally roommates, and we hated our respective roommates, and we would come into my room and watch it together, and then eventually we were like, let's just become roommates. <laughs> so we swapped, we did swapsies, and that was the show that brought us together. And it's so it's a Showtime show, it's, uh, it's more edgy than you would see other stuff, but it's 
I would classify it as a comedy, which I think is great because there aren't enough of them out there. Um, and it's about a girl that dies and she has to mm-hmm. become a grim reaper. And Mandy Patinkin is in it as like That's her right. boss. And I love him. And she also has, uh, to over the course of the show, her coworkers sort of change, but there's always a one, this one guy, Mason, who's British and, you know, and, they all have their own backstories. There's a, there's a woman who's a, like a meter maid and she's mm-hmm. amazing. I love her. Um, and then there's another, there's another woman in there too, a Daisy and she's great too. And they all, you know, they all just work together and it's this sort of journey for the main character, George. Uh, I think her real name is like Georgia, but she goes by George, which I love. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, it's just her coming to terms with not being alive anymore and still seeing her family, you know, every mm-hmm. once in a while and trying to balance her afterlife and work and everything. And I just, and all of the deaths are really interesting. Like they have to deal with these really crazy deaths and it, I just will a hundred percent recommend it. And they did, um, I think there are three seasons, I think maybe two and after the seasons ended, they did a movie to like wrap it up because they didn't get renewed. Mm-hmm. And the the movie isn't very good, but it's not bad. So if you do watch the whole series, I would recommend also watching the movie just okay. so you get some closure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll look into it. Yeah. yeah well. Sounds good. Do you have a joke for me? Oh. Um, <laughs> I actually I have a I have my all my businesses listed here but mm-hmm. while I'm looking it up you should probably um, say something <laughs> <laughs> wait do you literally have jokes written down is that what you're trying to tell I me have slyly? a list of all these because oh as soon God. as I think of a good one I have to write oh it down because I have God. I have at least 20 out there. oh my god so we'll I like save to them? choose oh um Let's see. Okay, this is one of my favorites that I made up myself, so I'm very proud of it. (laughs) Okay, um, I've uh, I've started a new business, Shannon. Oh, yeah? Uh, What do you do? Uh, I cater beef and chicken to parties where nobody really knows each other. How's that going? It's a real meet and greet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Don't you just love it? When a pun surprises you. <laughs> yes, I do love that, but not as much as when you, how much you love it. Like, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what makes these jokes. Like, there's, I, I literally tell them, and I'm so self-satisfied with them. And yep. everyone's like, oh, my. <laughs> they, they, like, laugh at the joke, but they, like, are groaning a lot or whatever. And I, I can wear on people's patience so quickly with these jokes because I want to tell all 25 of them or whatever one after the other I'm like I got this and they're just like oh boy please no more uh I don't think I will ever say no more because I do love them I enjoy them a lot. oh good I'm so glad my so. grandmother loved them so much that mm-hmm. she just like was crying with laughter and then later we'd just be having a normal conversation someone would say something and she'd go Rebecca a pun do a pun on that <laughs> And it would be like on-demand jokes, and I just, I tried, but it was... Amazing. 
really I can't believe yeah. you made your grandmother cry. That's awful. <laughs> awful human. Yep. Yep. What can uh, I say? Uh, yeah. Well, on that amazing joke. Yes. Music, take us out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>